0: you're listening to jrp daily where each day host justin phillips will bring you a new topic surrounding entrepreneurship marketing and business you'll also get exclusive interviews from our guests who have all found a way to turn doing what they love into their career stay tuned for all of that and more on jrp daily all
1: right i've got another interview coming everybody's way uh, but first of all, my name is Justin Phillips. I'm the host of JRP Daily. Uh, my initials are JRP and I do the show daily. So that's the that's where the name came from. I didn't really put a lot of thought into that, to be honest. Uh, today on the other side here, or this week on the other side here, I have Rodney Miller. And Rodney owns, I guess, Miller Investment Group. Is that the actual name of the company? I feel like I saw a couple yeah, okay. MW Capital. That's our current name. Okay, so that's what you do. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself because you'll do it better than I will. And tell us exactly what you do, what your company, and try to keep it present. And then we'll kind of work our way back and sure. get your background and do okay.
0: that. Yeah, my name is Rodney Miller, and uh, I currently own uh, some medical practices here in Oklahoma City in um, an entrepreneur size 27, uh, run these medical practices. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I have <laughs> doctors that work for me, and uh, we... Uh, Around, I bought it off a of doctor in 1975. But it's been a, it's been a really good. This is my first venture into into uh, entrepreneurship. Um, have that, and I I started buying real estate uh, about uh-huh. 15 years ago, I guess. Yeah. And uh decided I need some kind of retirement. You see <laughs> self-employed guys, the only retirement is sell your business. But I wanted to have some wealth when I retired. Retired. Good, so Started buying real estate, single-family homes. Got about 100 of those. Yeah. I manage or somebody manages for me. And I've uh, started buying uh, bigger apartment deals and multifamily stuff. And yeah. uh, really, that's my passion is to, is to do real estate. So someday really? you want to sell the practices and just do, do full-time real estate. Uh, that'd be,
1: yeah, that's the so goal cool to have. So you said you were you were an entrepreneur since you were 27. What did you do before you were 27?
0: Well, <laughs> I, you know, I went to college, you know, on the advice from my parents and my parents <laughs> else. Actually, my parents were cool. They were cool if I went or not, but yeah. if I did or did not go, they said, you're going you, to, I had two paths I was going to take. I was going to start a business or so I was going to go to college. Right. And um, I always had this dream. I'd, I'd own an oil chain center or I'd, I had just weird, wild dreams of different things. that <laughs> I, I wanted to do a steak delivery service, stuff like that. And I decided yeah. to go uh, to college. I went to North Texas State in Texas. That's, that's where I'm from. And I uh, got a, a four year degree in business. It was my major, and, and insurance was my minor. My dad was a 35 year insurance executive. So yeah. I tried that path out. So, yeah. um got my, ma- took me five years to get my four year degree, and then uh, got out and um had a bunch of odd jobs in college, high school, even junior high. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was used to working hard. I mean, so I went out and became a claims adjuster. Um, I wanted to leave Dallas. So I, Got some newspapers from Los Angeles, some from Miami, and New York, and I started applying for jobs. I just wanted to see some, something different. And so I got a job yeah. in Los Angeles, moved out there, started working as a claims adjuster. Hated every second of it. Hated being in the corporate world. Hated living sitting in a cubicle. Um, so I stayed. I stayed there. Got transferred to Houston because I want to get back to Texas. Transferred to Dallas. I hopped around um, companies and uh, just absolutely hated. Hated working for a company, so I was looking for a, a way to jump off of that. Yeah, as fast as I could, and so I, I an opportunity came up to get into the uh, medical field, and I, I took it. So yeah, and yeah, never looked back. Did Did
1: you have like some interest in the medical field already, or did that opportunity kind of present itself first, and then you were like, "Oh, here's an opportunity," so I'll get into it?
0: No, I was just looking for a way to get the hell out of that job.
1: <laughs> well, that's fair I enough.
0: So what happened was these chiropractors would take me to lunch and they drove these big Mercedes Benz and yeah. suits and they would take me to lunch because they wanted me to send them business. Because basically yeah. my job was to process claims when somebody got a car wreck or got injured. Yeah. I would handle it and then they wanted me to handle it. So they would take me to lunch and and uh, I was like, man, I want to be a chiropractor. I want to <laughs> do a lifestyle. But I didn't really want to go back to school. Right. So I was just like, how can I do this? How can I do this? Anyway, a friend of mine was getting out of chiropractic school about that time. And so I just remember I called him up one day. I said, Hey dude, you, you know how to crack the bones. And I kind of know the business end of it. Let's buy a clinic somewhere. Or let's start a clinic and we'll, you know, and he's like, sounds good. You know? And so, um, I quit my job that day. My parents mm-hmm. thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy. And, uh, we couldn't find a clinic in Dallas so we found one in Oklahoma city. And we packed up U-Haul, moved up here. Scared a car, bought a clinic, lived on beans and rice. <laughs> and uh, we made it work, man. We we pulled yeah. it off. I quit. I mean, it's scary as hell. I didn't have a fallback plan. I didn't have any money, barely any money in the bank, just a little bit. And uh, we bought this old doctor at Dr. Brooks. The clinic's still named the Brooks Clinic. Yeah. And uh, about a year after we bought it, my partner was homesick, and we weren't seeing it, honestly. So I just bought him out. And then I started hiring chiropractors. And then uh, I started hiring doctors after that. And we started growing into multiple other locations. And it just grew and got better and better and better. So I uh, learned really quick that I didn't need a partner that was a doctor. And so I just started hiring. Just started, you know, we put them to work. And so they, I paid them a salary and they work and I make money off of them. Yeah, that's
1: um, that's pretty cool. Was, it, was there any more like, was there more of like a barrier to kind of overcome to get into a medical business i have not not talked to a lot of people with medical business i have friends i want to go into that but like with privacy laws and you know like i just feel like the medical world is kind of a looks like a headache from the outside looking in
0: i mean yeah it can be that- and, and um you know there are some hurdles to get into it. some states won't allow you to own a medical practice if you're not a physician yeah okay oklahoma does allow that we couldn't do it yeah. in Texas. That's one of the reasons we came to Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I couldn't be yeah. a partner. And he was like, Well, you just work for me. I was like, No, nah, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't wanna be a crisis. partner. So So we that's part of the reason we came to Oklahoma. I could be a partner in the clinic. And it's just one of those weird states to where corporate medicine is okay. So I can own it and don't have to be a doctor. They might change it someday, but I've been doing this for a long time in yeah. So kind of a little kind of a weird little thing. Texas is very strict about that. And some other states are too, but there are a handful that'll, that will allow it. that's really the only obstacle. Um, it comes with a major plus cause I'm not a doctor, so I can't actually step into the doctor's role. Yeah. You know, if a doctor leaves, which means I have to run it hands off, which means I don't do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. know, I can my office and I can come in in my shorts and I don't see patients or anything like that. So it's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. And, uh, and doctors running practices is this difficult because you're in a room with a patient all day and then you're trying to come out and run the business and so it. it's just a it's a great deal. I think the doctors like it too because they can go home, forget about it. They don't have to work, you know they don't have to worry about the books or making payroll or any of that crap. so' it's right kind
1: of, exactly. so is that more so kind of what you do in in your medical or at least when you were starting especially is the the accounting, the marketing to whatever extent like the business aspect of everything was that your job or that all-
0: did everything, man, I did the books, <laughs> I greeted the patients. I hooked them up on therapies i drove we had a shuttle van that we drove around and picked them up if they didn't have a ride. Oh, that's cool shuttle van you know i would i mean I did it all i mean we yeah. really, really shared a car we were so broke we shared a we got apartment and we had to drive to work together and drive home together yeah. in the car, so we used that one car for our shuttle service too and we, yeah patients and so, now nah, and in, in any business, you gotta do everything yourself first, right. right. And then you've got to learn it and then you can delegate that stuff out. Yeah. And now I just, I work on strategy. You know, where are we going to put the next location? Where are we going to, how are we going to advertise it? Are we going to bring in partners to, to, to carry us through the, the the one year it takes to get profitable, you know, just, just the high strategy stuff. Stuff that doesn't really, that's more, I can come and go, do it out of my house, whatever. Right. Yeah, no, I can see
1: that, and uh, yeah, you say you have to do everything at first when you're starting a business. I think that's true. At, le- at least I think it's true. They need to. You need to kind of understand how everything works. You know, you need to know what's going on. Uh, that's one of my things. I talk to people because they just say, you know, outsource, 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 and I agree to that to some extent. Like if you need to hire people and get things done, or else you don't really grow. You know, there's a ceiling on you. But at the same time, it's like if you don't understand anything about doing the books or anything about advertising like how do you know if the guys that you're hiring to do that are doing their job or not so uh yes. i think that, it's
0: so very important you do it yourself first and then you then you delegate you definitely want to get to the delegation part yeah definitely de- you but do yourself first and understand how, how the processes work tweak them get them the way you want them and then delegate yeah. to somebody and then have oversight checks and balances and make sure they're doing it right right
1: that probably gives you a much higher appreciation for the work that people are doing than too. If when, yeah. so you
0: don't know how hard the job is if you haven't done it before, yeah, lacking or if they're pushing themselves, if you know if you haven't done it before, because you can call bullshit on them. Oh, really? It's too much work. I did yeah. <laughs> five hours. you are taking eight hours. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you to need- Yeah.
1: So I guess it's kind of a blessing and a curse, but. Do it yourself first. I guess that's the thing. So then you've you've ended up in this you know, kind of investments, more of a financial type of thing, as far as I understand, and doing the real estate and all that. So when did that click for you? And when did you decide like, hey, I'm going to do real estate now too? Was it just something that came up? Were you saving up to be able to buy your first home? Or like, what's your story with real estate?
0: So my, uh, I got into my, my late thirties, I guess. And I was married, had kids. And I remember my dad had retired at 55 from the insurance company. And, uh, I was getting close to 40. And I was like, damn, that 55 is coming fast. I have no retirement yeah. plan whatsoever. You know, wow. <laughs> um, I better think I better figure something out. And so, um, researching different things I could do and, you know, putting 10% in the stock market or the mutual funds, mm-hmm. they can get you there yeah not the way I want to live anyway, so yeah. <laughs> um the clearest path was start acquiring assets, cash flowing assets, mm-hmm. man, starting to buy real estate, and so that's what i did i I cracked some books on it, found a mentor, found a group, and just immersed myself in it and just started buying houses like crazy that's awesome yeah, that's- it's, it's 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 what I enjoy doing more man real estate's fun real estate's <laughs> just a fun thing to do. you're out in the field, you're meeting cool people. Everything's a transaction, so you know with the clinic we do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, right? you know, every transaction is different. In real estate, everything's different. And when you're done with it, you set it up. It starts throwing cash off, then you move to the next deal. The next deal is totally different. So it's project-driven yeah. stuff. Yeah, if you're doing it right, the projects get bigger, and bigger. Mm-hmm. Did you did you know much
1: about real estate like before you got into it, or was there kind of like a jump off the diving board? Like I'm going to start learning this and doing it kind of attitude way. for it.
0: I didn't <laughs> know it was behind a wall. I had no idea <laughs> behind a wall. I didn't know that there was uh, insulation in there with some wires. You know? <laughs> I had no idea. Had no <laughs> clue. Never even thought about it. Never had to. Never did construction. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it it was it was a j- totally jumping off.
1: And do you do real estate like all the way around like flipping houses and renting and like the whole three sixty kind of there do you do I
0: have done it all I've rented a house i mean i've I've flipped houses i I was a big wholesaler for a while to where I would just get a house under contract and I'd sell the contract for ten grand to somebody else and they would close on it and I get my okay. referral check yeah but that's how a lot of people get started in real estate
1: yeah i loan I loan
0: money to people other real estate investors um Notes and mortgages, you name it. I mean, I've, I've kind of done it, but I've settled on. I mean, the long-term real wealth strategy: buy and hold real estate and uh, you know get the cash flow. Yeah. How the other, the other ways are just jobs. You got to you got to find that next deal. You've got to advertise to get it. You've got to. It's just a job. So um, the the key when you're an employee, or I mean, when you're a uh, entrepreneur, usually. I think that the right path to take is to try to get more passive, more passive as you get older and have more passive income coming in than active. So eventually yeah. you don't have to show up and work. Yeah, You got you can manage your assets and become a full-time investor. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, that'd be super cool. And I'm sure that sounds attractive to anyone listening. Maybe there's more to it that you should obviously research first. Sure. But you know that that's I think that's the idea for most people now is to try to get passive income coming in, and because there's a lot more growth there too, it's that, like that ceiling I said earlier. You can get passive income from 17 different places, and it it all builds on each other. Whereas if you're getting active income, there's there's a cap somewhere because there's only so much work you can do in a day and only so much activity you can do in a day. So uh, there's all of that. What were you? What were you doing first in real estate? Wholesaling? Is that what you were doing? Like kind of out of the no, gate?
0: I started off rehabbing. So uh, I buy a house and then put some money into it, and then put it up retail. So, okay. And then uh, I got I realized that I was paying thirty percent taxes on that sale. <laughs> so then I would try to hold them for a year, lease them out for a year, and then sell them, and then I could pay a capital gains tax, which I think is fifteen percent at the time. Okay. And then I got to where I would just buy it for thirty thousand, put maybe ten into it, have forty into it, and then I would sell it on refinance finance for eighty um with ten thousand down, and I'd carry it for fifteen years, and just make money on the, the payments mm-hmm. um, uh, that that and then I just got into straight rentals, just holding the <laughs> rental, you know
1: yeah, yeah, that's kinda nice so uh were you using money? I guess that's probably the only money you had, like from the medical practices was that first. And then you're using what you're making there in order to get started into real estate. Is that how you were funding that?
0: Yeah, I didn't have a lot of money. I mean, we were doing okay here, but not like we are now, but I, I, if you do real estate, right. And you learn it the right way. If you buy houses, right. You buy them cheap yeah. enough. The bank will give you hundred percent of your money. Okay. You can buy the house, fix it up, put money into it. And if you're into it for 50,000, but it's worth 80, the bank will give you, give you your whole fifty thousand back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so then I didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's... so now you've got a cash flowing asset that you don't have one dollar in the deal.
1: Yeah. And that's what
0: I always strove for. I wanted to not have any of my money in the deal. And once you learn the power of that, um, yeah, pretty cool. But it all comes down to how well you buy houses. You yeah. Gotta, you got to buy them cheap. Yeah. To make it work. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you said you got a mentor when you started doing real estate, right? Would you advise that people get a mentor to get into
0: anything you want to do in life? If you want to take yourself to the next level, find people that are doing it, find groups that are doing it, join those groups, find somebody that's, that's really successful at it, whether it's real estate, trading stocks and bonds, um, you know, starting startup companies, whatever offer to work for free or cheap and get in that circle, man, and learn. Yeah. Even if you got a you've got to to do it for free yeah yeah definitely will. so what
1: what kind of what did you go through on your own when you were trying to find yourself a mentor like how did you go about getting one were you just kind of connecting with everyone you saw in real estate did you kind of see people and thought like this guy is on the path that i want to be on maybe i'll try to reach out to him was there a family friend like what was the
0: let's talk about more recently when I decided I wanted to buy multifamily, larger deals, a hundred units, 300 yeah. units, the big deals. Yeah. I was always a single family guy. And so that scared the crap out of me, man. Those are big numbers. That's <laughs> millions yeah. of dollars. Only rich guys do that. And I thought that that's <laughs> why I waited so long to get into it. And I wish I would not have waited so long. So I read a few books on it and uh, I was like, that's really not that big of a deal. It's, <laughs> just a process just like buying houses. It's just different. The numbers a little bit bigger, but it doesn't have to be my money. So there are ways to do this. And so I read a few books and then I started Googling groups, um, around mm-hmm. the country and mentors and you know, they were charging 30,000, 50,000. I mean, there, there's expensive mentors out there. Um, right. but I, I landed on a group out of Dallas and it's just a bunch of investors. Uh, and I go there, um, once a month and mingle with those people. I I wound up partnering with two guys. One guy owned a 50 <laughs> flex and another guy uh, was a really good spreadsheet guy, financial guy. He's He liked analyzing deals and that's pretty important in this business. Mm-hmm. We partnered up and we started our own, our own company and we, we bought our first hundred unit, um, in prior Oklahoma. And now we're looking, that was a $4 million deal. And so our next deal, we raised a million and a half for that. Uh, another big part of it is learning how to raise money. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you can learn how to raise money from other people, that's what makes that's what makes it work. Yeah. So we raised a million and a half is fairly easy, um, and now we're going to try to do a fifteen to twenty million dollar deal and raise, we've raised about five million for our next deal, um, and so the numbers just get better and better and better. But it came through a partnership, man. I met these guys. I met the the, the people in the group. A lot of the people in the group that we met invested in our deal. So it's just finding the groups of people that are doing what you want to do and get in the middle yeah, of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's something I've talked about very recently on here is uh, trying to just be aware of who you're around and make sure that they're not only, you know, because people say, elevate your peer group, such and such, like you can get yourself involved with some very successful people that are just going to be totally useless to you because they're successful and God knows what. And you want to do real estate or you want to do media sure. or you want to do this, that. So like, don't make sure the people are successful so much as like relevant to uh, what, what it is that you want to do. So, so,
0: so yeah. around with successful people just for that mindset and just so that'll rub off on you. Yeah. You know, that's good. I mean, nothing yeah. wrong with that. You yeah. Know, it's your game yeah. makes you, you know, Oh, that guy gets with five and works out. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, just little things like that you pick up from successful people. Yeah. But when you want to do yeah. something specific, you're right. You got to find the people who mm-hmm. are doing what you want to do and then go learn from them and get in those groups. So,
1: And those are probably the people you want to hold closer, I'd kind of say, or like more closer to you, you know, that you want to actually be real friends with because there are successful people all over the place now, especially on the internet, you listen to podcasts, you could get all this information. You could read the books, you could do this, that, and the other. So uh, when it comes to like your actual peer group though, I'd say it's probably better to be around other people trying to do and work with them, you know, work with well, people instead of for people.
0: But on the other note, yeah. like when I was 10 years ago, man, when I was not focused and I was just kind of farting around and, you know, I, I had the clinic and it was doing pretty good. I was yeah. doing this. Um, I was hanging out drinking beer with my contractors. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just folks that weren't going to help me get anywhere. And I was just yeah. killing time. I just looking back, I'm like, damn, what were you doing? And one day I just, I just, Got pissed off at myself. I said, "Dude, you need to up your game, man." Because you're always here hanging out with the five people you hang out with. Is- yeah. <laughs> I took a look and I was like, "Damn, well, <laughs> I'm not for long, you know, look at I'm hanging yeah. out. Look at what I'm doing with my time." And what- yeah. So you know, at the same time, at my clinic, I had these doctors, all these doctors working for me, and um, mm-hmm. attorneys that I work with, and I wasn't hanging out with them. I was like, "Why are you hanging out with your contract? So I made a mental shift that I was going to start hanging out with these folks, and I, yeah. I joined some other groups. Um, there's a group called Vistage where it's just a bunch of CEOs, and we get together once a month and and just troubleshoot mm-hmm. problems. And and so I started getting around people with money and and, and a little more drive. And I, it makes a big difference. It just totally yeah. kicking the butt. You see what they're doing motivates you to to think bigger. You know, move faster. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Definitely got to got to watch who you hang out with. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree with that. So, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes or obstacles you've come across that you might want to warn people about, you might want to like, what's the biggest mistake you've encountered in business or particularly real estate, whichever one, but like.
0: Following the herd, man. It's <laughs> the biggest mistake. And if I talk to young people, man, my God, get out of the rat race as <laughs> fast. It's just a dead end, man. It's a dead end <laughs> trap. Yes. You can make lots of money. You can make a good salary. You you yeah. can do well, and you can get your Lexus and whatever. Yeah, you're gonna work your ass off. You're gonna be working somebody else rich. You're going to be mm-hmm. working five days a week until you're 60, 65, and then you're still probably yeah. gonna be working five days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, go to school, get a good degree, mm-hmm. go work for somebody, get your raises, do your 401k, put 10% in it, and then someday mm-hmm. when you're five or 70, you're gonna get to retire. You know, and you yeah. Know, that man get out of that <laughs> do your own thing man don't cog yeah. and a wheel like that you know I I know it's not <laughs> for everybody but if you've right. got the mentality and you've got the drive yeah get out as fast as you can. Yeah you might yeah. go to co- you go to college if you if you feel like that's necessary and get that first job, you know. Um but be looking for your exit plan man. Be creating mm-hmm. try to invent something, try to create something, try to Buy a business out that's already existing and grow that business to, you know, for something you can improve the value on. Just find a way to get out. Do mm-hmm. your own thing, man. Don't wait for that ten percent or six percent raise every year. Don't wait for your boss to give you that three weeks vacation. Oh, if I make it ten years, I get the, the fourth week of vacation the third week. <laughs> Screw that. That's <laughs> all crap, man. Um, that is my biggest pet peeve Yeah. Totally. I, I can believe that. Sure sounds like
1: it. And uh, by the way, you give me a real Grant Cardone vibe. I don't know if you've ever been told that before, but you just you do.
0: Last, it's funny. <laughs> I went to a conference in Denver and I got told by three people. I've never been told this, you look at Grant Cardone. And, then I got <laughs> a ago, and I've never been told that in my life. So I don't know, man. I think it's an insult to him. but <laughs>
1: <laughs> It probably is, but yeah. Index
0: it, baby. You do,
1: you do. You sound like him. Too. You talk like him. But uh.
0: I got yeah. that. I got that Southern draw. Line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it. Um, what was I just going to ask you too? So I was going to ask you what advice you would give to people, but it's probably along the same lines of what you just said. Like get out of the, get out of the rat race. And, uh, but what,
0: Man, let me tell you something. I know, I know a lot of doctors that hate their jobs. They make great money. They drive nice cars. Um, they hate what they do. They look for a way out. They want to get into real estate. I get I I just I get asked all the time, how do you get into real estate? By doctors, by attorneys, by people that are making three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars. You can make a lot of money working for somebody or you, I mean, they work yeah. for hospitals and the hospitals are working their asses off. Um telling them when they can take vacation, and telling them, you know, it's just it's just a grind. So it's it's not just for the fifty thousand dollar a year worker. But all the way at the chain, man. Um, you're not truly free in this world. You have a boss and you get a W2 paycheck and you're relying on them. If if you get fired, you're, you're, you have no income. If you, you know, if the, if the economy goes bad and you get laid off, you have no income. Your, your boss determines your raise, you know, you, I just, I hate that. I hate it. And so I'm trying to tell everybody and I, you know, I got nephews and stuff. They're not going to listen yeah. to me. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> but that's just my, that's my rant, man. And, and I, it seems like you're already going down that path. You're looking for your.
1: Oh uh, hmm. yeah, yeah, I am. I'm looking for, I'd say what I'm doing is just trying to make the most out of what, like my time on the planet, you know, it's just, I kind of did. I mean, I did the same thing everybody else did. I ran into Russell Brunson, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, who have you. That we're saying all this. Stuff. I click funnels, by the way. <laughs> Gary Vee, <laughs> I did for a while. I got out I of it. I got rid of it too, man. I <laughs> yeah. can. Uh, uh, it was plugged to Click Funnels real quick. Uh, I think click they're funnels. awesome if you're using them for your company stuff like that. But don't fall into that affiliate marketing trap. That's what I did, and uh, <laughs> that that was something I had to get out of quick. But anyway, I'm not talking about Click Funnels. But like, yeah, I just found all those guys, and
0: so you're you're looking, man. I mean, you, yeah. You, you're looking for you're looking for it and that's that's yeah. huge most people don't even look they put their heads yeah. down and the problem yeah. the, the problem most people have is they they start looking when they're 40 and they have three kids and a wife and uh you know yeah not only, only do people difficult. it's really like, hard not it's only that, do people not look
1: they're like i swear some people are intentionally looking the other way when i like i'll talk to my friends i'll talk to people around here be like oh, i want to try to start something well, i'll do this that and the other and you know what the responses are. Just get your degree, then get your master's, then get. Yeah, that's that's the biggest argument I have with my friends anymore lately.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just don't even. You know, I'm gonna
1: get my bachelor's degree and get out if that. That's yeah. one thing I
0: noticed when I became an entrepreneur and I got married. We would go to, you know, our kids have friends and we'd have we go to parties and, and everybody had a job, you know, and and <laughs> I would try to talk to them about you know what I did and it just they were just you just. <laughs> And so for a while there, I get pissed off and be like, "What I do is cool. You should, yeah. man. How do you not understand how awesome this is? You know, I'm free. I don't have to go to work in the morning. I can do whatever I want." But yeah. eventually, I just gave up. And and you know, um, it, you want to scream from the rooftops, you know. But it, it is being an entrepreneur is lonely business, man. Because yeah. you know, there aren't a lot of us out there.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of it is kind of lonely, and it's just it's it's just that confusion that you see in most people when you try to talk about it. And I try to try to explain the difference between like how, how getting a paycheck from someone works and actually like generating that paycheck for other people are they're just different ball games. And uh
0: you when know you understand I'll, it though. That's that's ninety yeah. percent of it. Most yeah. people don't understand it. they don't want to understand so, it. So you know, and yeah. some Good people for you, man, and you're young. Yeah, you're young man, you can do it. You could take yeah. risks.
1: Yeah. Gary V has pounded that into my head, don't worry. <laughs> so
0: Oh yeah. But uh but yep. it,
1: yeah, so but I got to say with that it's just some people do not understand this concept and just talk to them about it of not getting a paycheck not being handed a paycheck for doing something and actually having someone give you the money in order to fund that paycheck yeah. you know what I see mean? that's
0: actually a good thing because someday they'll work for you
1: yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> that'll be that'll be the fun idea so I mean we'll see how that turns out is my philosophy on that I don't I can't predict the future and I don't act like I can but so oh,
0: good, man, I can already tell, I can tell yeah. by talking to you, man. And yeah. by you know, just your the way, you've, you've done this, this podcast and stuff. Yeah. That's, yes. that's yeah. you. Shows your character. So you're a hard yes. worker and you're, you know, yeah. you're, uh, you're just going to try things. You've taught, you've, you've looked up the right people, yeah. you know, and you're studying, you know, you're studying the right folks and, man I, just keep, keep doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. And I really will. And I get that a lot now too on the show.
0: So, have you ever uh read the millionaire fast track, no, get that book, you'll like it.
1: All right, I will. I have about a list of 2,000 books right now. You've read Rich Dad thousand. Poor Dad, right? I haven't got that one either, but that, that one oh I've been God, like you, saying, you read that. yeah, I've I've been needing to get my hands on that for the past couple of months.
0: Uh, I'm doing, I'm in Think and Grow Rich
1: right now. Uh, I've read Paul Russell Brunson's books, uh, 10x Rule, all that stuff. So, it's just cool. I'm just trying to pound through them. But uh, that's something else, too, is just learning has been become like a huge, and self-education has become a huge, like, core value of mine, and uh, part of this podcast is dedicated specifically to that. Uh, my friend and I do, uh, we co-host, it's this podcast, but on Sundays, each week, we'll do a particular segment for students in and out of the classroom, so we do just these episodes once a week on to be a better learner and learn more efficiently and study better so that way it's it's for college students not college students wherever you are and uh, that's become a huge aspect of it and just staying in that growth mindset so
0: so the bulk of your listeners are they are they young college students folks trying to figure out what they're gonna do with their lives and
1: as far as i know that's
0: i I think think this is a really important i I think you're doing the right thing because folks need to reach these folks and and and, you know kind of you know, try to motivate them to, uh, motivate them to think Think, outside the the box.
1: I think some people need to kind of blow their minds open a little bit more too, and just kind of just look at, you know, what these people are saying, because the other big problem that especially internet entrepreneurs have that I see is like, everyone now wants to call everything a scam. Every goddamn thing out there, they want to say it's a scam because they're trying to take my money. I'm like, that's how a business works. They're going to try to take your money. But yep. you, you know if they're providing you with something for it then not particularly a scam and i think people miss a lot of opportunities because of that, that mentality. Absolutely. You know, I never would have gotten wrapped up as much as we were just we were like half trashing click funnels there. Uh, Russell Brunson's the reason i started this podcast. And this podcast is the reason i've talked to Andy frisella who hosts the top business <laughs> podcast on the charts. And i've talked to Dave Meltzer and i've talked to Scott Tindall who's been through Shark Tank and I've thought like all these other people. So yeah, see you, know.
0: you didn't but you didn't you're not using click funnels, but that yeah. led you down the path that you're on now. Yeah. You never yeah. know how things are gonna to fan out. But I mean yeah. just getting in the game will take you yeah. it's 99% of get in the game. Yeah. And by you looking at Russell Brunson, yeah path and look at you now man. You did Yeah
1: and, you're you know just one foot in front of the other the whole way there and looking forward is something I was just talking about. I did an interview Right before you here today, like an hour ago, and we were talking about looking forward a lot. And, uh, my new saying that I just picked up from a different podcast I walked is like the the front windshield's a lot bigger than the rear view mirror for a reason, is because you need to see the bigger picture and you need to be looking in front of you, because if you're looking behind you the whole time, you're just going
0: to crash and burn. Absolutely. So- <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing about finding these gurus, too, is I mean, there's a saying it's uh, what is that thing I'm saying? It's um, a formal education will get you a job. Yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, what, it, what have you heard that one but i uh,
1: think i know where you're going self-education
0: self-education will make you wealthy
1: yeah yeah if something to that we at least
0: i'm done with school man i'm done yeah. I'm, you that's when you start learning yeah yeah you're cracking the books and you figure out you know yeah how to save money on taxes how to get your get assets little cash flow how to you know how to eventually you know lead the rat race and, and live the good life yeah I, good life, right? <laughs> you can't do it if you're in a cubicle or in a in the corner office, you know, forty, fifty hours a week.
1: Yeah, I can really hardly imagine that people actually think they're gonna get through college and be done
0: learning. Like
1: that that mentality is just absurd to me. Like I don't know what they think they're gonna be doing that whole time. And if they think that whatever industry they end up in is gonna stay the same forever, or if they think yeah. that they're just gonna be I don't know picking up boxes for their whole life in which case they probably didn't need to go to college and you know that kind of a thing so i was just about to say something else too I'm having fun here uh i don't think i have any more questions for you right off the top of my head oh my other favorite thing this is what i was just going to bring up too because it kind of started to do with the self education is like that can be uh, like a supplement to a formal education because people are going to listen to this that are in college and some people are so binary And I didn't realize this until about a week ago about being formally educated or being self-educated. And to anyone that's connected with me on LinkedIn, uh, a few weeks ago, I did an interview with one of my friends that does a podcast similar to this one. He's right around my age. His name's Andre Heichel, Jr. So you can go look at that episode, listeners, if you want to. Andre Heichel, Jr.? Andre Heichel, Jr. Andre Heichel, okay. Yes. And, uh, he, they, he started a podcast called real talk university, uh, right around the same time as this one, he lives like an hour up the road from me. So it was kind of coincidental that we ran into each other, but yeah, so I was talking to him and we were talking about self-education and I made a clip for Instagram, you know, just a segment of that podcast to like promote it. <laughs> I put it on LinkedIn when he was saying, you know, we, we what we were saying was that well, we think there's a problem with. Edu- in the education system now where we don't really teach how to learn people should open themselves up to books and podcasts and youtube and whatever else they can learn from and teach themselves on the side and i'll tell you the there are these guys in the comments he posted that to his linkedin and there are people in the comments just antagonizing us saying we're dumb saying that a college degree is important It was the funniest thing too because i guarantee they didn't realize we were both in college And, but like, and you you get that, that I just have to complain about that guy is, I think he was from like Australia, no profile picture, like a structural engineer or something saying we're batshit crazy for trying to educate ourselves. And I just, I think it's the funniest thing. Uh, I
0: mean, mean, didn't Russell Brunson say you're going to have haters, 10%, 5% are going to be your just... Haters yeah. are going to be the loudest people on yeah. the forums and they're just going to ride your ass and they're going to yeah. hate what you do. And, <laughs> and that's how You know, you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're winning. Yeah. You're, you got your haters.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I know. I,
0: you're, you're not making an impact. So.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's, that's definitely, I mean, not that I'm bothered by, it. I just love watching them because first of all, I know inside of me in that moment that I read a comment that says like, are you, are you, the nuts on LinkedIn for saying what I do or something like that is like, that's when I know that what I said, like struck a nerve, you know what I mean? <laughs> what it actually got to someone. And uh, another thing uh, someone I follow on Instagram put up recently too, is he always says your haters are your biggest fans because they're the ones that are consistently on your profile, looking at your stories, looking at your this, that, I and the other. That. That I mean, stories. they're hating
0: on you, but they're almost obsessed with you because they're not <laughs> going away.
1: You have to be, you have to be obsessed with someone to hate them. Like, I think so. I think like you fun. do, you know? And like, like I was watching the Joe Rogan experience the other day, too. I think it was the one he did with Kevin Hart. Joe Rogan said that when he was doing comedy, he used to have a bit about, like, do you think Michael Jordan posts comments on YouTube? And I was like, no, of course not. You know, like, nobody that's actually achieving somewhere knows what they're talking about is going on LinkedIn and looking up podcasts that are being run by kids half their age and just writing in the comments that they're. Like, I don't know what goes through people's heads, man. But I just thought I'd share that story real quick was—that's kinda... interesting.
0: Yeah, man. I think you know. I don't know how I deal with that because I, I I don't have any major platform like that. But yeah, you No, know, if you if you start reaching people on a fairly decent sized scale, you're gonna have a bunch of assholes for sure. Are like try to bring you down, man. Yeah. I guess, and I guess that's that's a sign that you're yeah. you know.
1: I've been. I, I at right. Yeah, I say all the time that if nobody hates me, then I know I'm doing something wrong, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I tweet that out like once a month just because it always pops into my mind and I always feel the need to get it out there and just also just let the people know, like it's not going to stop me. Yeah. Like I don't really care what you tell me. It's not going to stop me from anything. I've never, or I I consider myself to never have been like 100% influenced by anything someone says. I just take in everything and go the way that I think I want to and see where it, where it leads me.
0: And yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man, because what you do is really, it's not as easy as people think it is. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, was, I mean, I mean, not just the technical part, but just, just the emotional getting in your head, because I was going to do a podcast, you know, for multifamily real estate. Cause a lot of, a lot of yeah. people are raise money, do a podcast. Yeah. And I had it and I had, I had 10 episodes. taped. I'd done yeah. 10 reviews and, um, and I couldn't hit send, you know, I had them produced. I had them on Lipson. They're ready to go. Yeah. And the guy goes, okay, as soon as we hit send, you know, you need to do one a week, you know, and you have to keep mm-hmm. cranking them out. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to put it out there. What are my, what are my friends and family going to think? What what's, you know, what's everybody think that's known me forever? Oh, this is just Roddy Miller. What's he thinking? Who do you think he is? You know, and right. you start thinking about all you're putting your whole, you're putting yourself out there to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God. You know, this, this yeah. is. This is a lot bigger than just sticking some stuff online. If you're really gonna promote it and you're going to push it out to your friends and family and and the haters are gonna come, it's like uh you know, it's 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 kind of a, a tough decision to make and I never hit send. So yeah. you you hit send. Yeah. <laughs> I did hit send. It is
1: it is kind of a very you know, it is a, a jump off the diving board type of thing, you know, as opposed to trying to get your feet wet first and like, that's worst thing you can do both in the literal pool and in this room doing both something that myself and Andre like I was just saying talk about all the time we started ours at the same time and the funniest thing in the world too is I do think people that want to start a podcast and such and such like it is just overthinking it too much and because the first I started two podcasts at the same time the one I do with my friend on Sundays I was talking about used to be two separate podcasts and then eventually I just said you know what? I'm already doing this every day. I'm doing it twice on Sundays. I, I told him, I'm like, let's just put this under this roof. So that way I only have to do seven a week instead of eight. And then I can kind of have a day off from doing my own thing. But our first episode of the podcast we were doing, we recorded on my phone. Uh, we got the Anchor app, we downloaded it, we hit the record button, we talked for half an hour, we stopped it, we hit upload. like it was the worst thing in the world. And I don't know, it, it's still on there somewhere. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Even if you listen to episode one of this podcast, like it's amazing the difference. Oh,
0: I'm going in, to. Yeah, I, w- I want to hear. That's, that's and, the one after your uh, your personal story, right? Yeah, pretty much.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I don't know what I did. Sometimes I'll call my first one episode zero. Sometimes episode one. Yeah, but yeah, either way, either person, you know,
0: yeah, I want to because that's always fascinating to see somebody that's, that's got a know? bunch of episodes under their belt and then go back and listen yeah. to the first one to see.
1: Yeah. Oh my you know, gosh, I sad. I went back and and like I was so like not even nervous, but I was just so, I was so boring. I was so, like, it's funny. And then I looked at it, I got to know, I just smile like, damn. because I know that if I never did that, you know, if back in October, November, no, it was October, I think that I started doing this thing. You know, I know if I thought then like, well, I need to learn how to edit the audio first. I need to learn the best way to record. I need to get the best mic. I still wouldn't have started the podcast till today. And yeah. now, you know, but like, it's like the first like 40 episodes would just sound like garbage and then r- around like episode 90 I think is when I got audio editing software and started doing it and I I got this mic somewhere along the line and the pop I have like three microphones now. I don't know how I ended up with all of them. And I'm I'm interviewing people and I'm learning to reach out to guests and
0: you got an expensive fancy backdrop. Yeah yeah yeah
1: that that right there you know three thousand dollars to be in this room so but uh yeah so it's just it's crazy where it can take you and also the the things you don't think about where it's going to take you one of the best things that's come out of my podcast is that i've learned to edit audio edit videos like make these little teaser videos for instagram and stuff like that that and now i have just a couple because i just do it on the side from school but i was saying i was telling you earlier you know it could very well culminate into a business is i have people that i edit their videos for them so they can put them on instagram and they look Better, so it's like I started making money not directly through the podcast because I've put ads on here before and I make like one cent per episode when I do that. So I took them back out because I think it re- just repels followers
0: about passive income,
1: yeah. And but you know, I <laughs> yeah, but like you know, it it makes me money through the sense that I learned how to do the things that I need to know how to do, yeah. And everybody thought I was crazy too, and my parents. You know they are they are really good at kind of not telling me like you shouldn't do this, you should do this so much. It's just like I think you're nuts and me just being like, okay, and then it kind of disseminates from there, but you know, I bought the full uh Adobe suite to do all the video editing, audio editing, stuff like that. it's like twenty one bucks a month for Student discount, you get know, like sixty percent All off. this
0: yourself. You edit mm-hmm. it. You tweak yeah, the audio. Yeah. You do your intros. You do your yeah. That's a yeah. lot of work.
1: The only thing I haven't done in this podcast is I I hired a a voiceover actor to do the intro and the outro. I just did a new outro myself. That's going to get updated. But other than that, I mean, on
0: fiber. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 yep. I went. I went to fiber. I got a guy, and uh, I listened to his podcast for a while too, and I was like, oh. Use this guy for my intro and that kind of thing, but yeah, it's I'm still I, I manage my own content, social media. My gosh, editing. dude! If you
0: go online and like googled all the people that are charging for their how to start a podcast course, yeah. I mean, tons of them. And so they, it's just like the funnel. Russell Brunson, they yeah, I'll, I'll teach you how to do a podcast. Oh well, that's a lot of work. I'll do yeah. the work for you. Yeah, come, come to our you know service. Yeah. We we'll charge you eight hundred dollars a month. We'll get you yeah. one a week. You know, for the, you know, and we'll. You know we'll transcribe it for you and then we'll post it out to facebook and all that and we'll you know put it on your blog there's a whole industry popping up over there podcasts are growing so fast
1: Oh, they are yeah i keep trying to tell people that you know they it's it's booming they're like the podcasting world and uh there's your business yeah
0: i'll be your first customer
1: sweet (laughs) look at that look what i just did as a result of the podcast (laughs) But uh, yeah so that's that's kind of how the cookie crumbles i guess but yeah i think that I, remember pretty- when I
0: was gonna do my podcast i, I googled and i, I just found yeah. plenty, you know people that were offering to uh to walk you through it and of course that you know that they had their courses and maybe yeah. five hundred dollars or whatever or, but then they you know they offer to hold your hand and, and do all the work for yeah. you if you don't have time to do it and so you know yeah it, there was a lot of that out there
1: and I think that's kind of a gray area with me, honestly, because it, it's really just gray with me when you get into like the topic of like online course selling stuff like that. Because some of them are not ethical. Some of them, I think, are perfectly fine. Yep. And uh, people like to debate with about like Ty Lopez all the time is the big one, but
0: what know, is the guy
1: tai Lopez and his uh, oh Ty,
0: yeah I've, I've seen stuff on him. He's being interlocker marketing. marketing
1: yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and I, I just found a, a new podcast I liked watching the other day and I reached out to the host of it because he does nothing thing too. He does like a three-month training and it's like $15,000, three months. And I'm like,
0: God damn, like
1: stuff like that. And I actually reached out to him, he answered me. And uh, I mean, I give him some credit for, he helped me out with a couple of the questions I had, but then, you know, somewhere down the line, he said, hey, if you want to do a one-on-one coaching call, for me, you know, I usually charge like $1,200 for a one hour call, but I, I'm giving you a deal of like $600 or something. I was, and I told them, I was like, I don't, $600 an hour doesn't sound like a deal to me. And then I, and then I <laughs> carried on, but.
0: Is that that London free? Okay. I saw it advertised on Facebook.
1: You know, um, I, I am friends with, and I've interviewed a guy that was mentored by brian rose from london real and he runs a podcast called american real and uh out of he's out of binghamton new york and he's someone i reach out to when i he's kind of like a low-key mentor of mine but so yeah they're out there obviously and when
0: i was when i was learning real estate i went to all the courses i could find i bought the courses i went to the Um, seminars run to the back of the room and I'd buy three more seminars. You know, I spent a lot of money. Some suck. Some were really good. A lot of times I could get a nugget out of one of them that I paid a couple thousand for, you know, people that are, that are like, Oh, that's bullshit. You know, (laughs) it is what it is. You want to learn something. You got to pay people to learn it, you know, and you got to figure out who the structure's are and who aren't. And, And sometimes you get screwed and sometimes you don't. And it's just part of it. Spend the money. You know, collapse your timeframes. You ever heard of collapsing timeframes? <laughs> uh, Try to think, learn it yourself. The timeframe is going to be really yeah. long. Yeah. Find somebody who'll teach it to you. and You got to pay money. Collapse yep. that time frame. get there faster and make yep. money faster. I mean, yep. just a no brainer. And My
1: favorite thing about that, especially hearing it around myself, since I'm in college at the moment, is my favorite calling it a scam because everyone's sitting here paying $30,000 a year to, the same thing to learn something from somebody uh i remember a couple of years ago i almost got into this course that was like two thousand dollars to start your own bookkeeping business uh, because i was like i was an accounting major original well i was a music education major really originally but then i came back for accounting and then i got into financial planning which is just kind of like the mirror of accounting but i you know i <laughs> and i was telling people i was like i found this thing online for two thousand bucks That's like start your own bookkeeping business it's she pretty cool. And they're like, oh, you shouldn't pay that later. Or my favorite one was, oh, isn't your degree going to teach you how to do that? And I was like, yeah, my degree cost
0: me a hundred grand. This guy's thing cost me two. See, so. I would have if I was your shit, I would have bought it. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I'm too quick to buy things. I'm yeah. in, I mean, man, I'll do it. But I mean, I'll give you an example. I went to, when I wanted to do multifamily, the group I joined in uh, in Dallas, 25,000 bucks. I paid for that. Yeah. 25,000. Yeah. And I talked to some people that I'm like, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know, you could buy a apartment complex without that group. It's like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I could also screw up and it, you know, <laughs> talking millions of dollars. One screw up can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah. is it really that expensive? Yeah. So uh, you know, pay twenty five grand and was in a four million dollar deal a year later, I'd say it's a pretty good payoff, man. I mean that's you know, it's, you just gotta spend the money. You gotta do it. There are people out there that have the knowledge that you need. And sometimes you just gotta do it. And on on the note of your your finance major. Yeah, If I was going to tell people to go to college, finance and accounting, man, two mm-hmm. things that you can take with you to any oh, yeah. business, job, but, but business, if you really want to go into business, th- those are two that are mm-hmm. very valuable um, in any business setting. So yeah. if you're working with a degree, a four-year degree, I'd say that would yeah. be yeah, ways to go. Yeah,
1: especially at least in the business realm, and obviously... You know what everybody says all the time: if you're going doctor, lawyer, like those are still the college. oh well, yeah, I mean, go, right, but like, yeah, but like, yeah. i know well, I know you're what you're saying. Senior.
0: You definitely want to go to the best colleges, <laughs> and you want to get the best degrees. But anything less than that, you don't need to freaking go to Harvard to get your yeah. business degree. Yeah. You know, I guess you. You want to be a, a Harvard lawyer? It might make, yeah, difference. potentially. you know, if, yeah. if you're going on debt, if you're financing that stuff, jeez. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: hear that too. But I, but I. I agree with you on the accounting finance thing. That's another thing I tell people all the time is I'm really into marketing. They say, "Why don't you major in marketing?" and I say because I don't need to like if uh, you know, I know I know people personally, I know people online, I know people I've talked to through the podcast, so I'd call that like semi-personally, I guess, that have very good marketing jobs that did not go to college. It's not something you need college for. My favorite one is an so- entrepreneurship degree.
0: <laughs> what degree?
1: An entrepreneurship degree. We have. Oh that yeah, program. yeah. Those yeah.
0: started getting popular when I got out of school. there were <laughs> colleges They were having those, and I'm trying to think of what they would teach you, but I guess I don't, I don't know. No, like, evaluation, some accounting, I, some. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I. I think you're you're on the right track, especially if you want to be self-employed someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely want I to
1: have that. Definitely. do So, yeah. I think that wraps it up. I think we kind of touched on just about everything there. So uh, any last words of advice for people or for anyone further behind you on the path that wants to get into, well, for you, I guess, medical clinics or real estate, you're pretty well into both of those.
0: Man, if, if if you want to be an entrepreneur someday, just keep your eyes open for opportunities, man. They're everywhere. You just got to be ready to take advantage of them. Um, I could tell you three or four times when opportunities fell into my lap that um, I could or could not have taken advantage of them, but I did. And I was prepared to take advantage of them. Um, If if you just want to have a job, I don't really have much advice for you. Go get a job. (laughs) Listen
1: to the rest of society, I guess, right? Uh If you want to do that, find someone else that just has a job to tell you how to do that because that's that's not what Rodney here does that's uh, not
0: my thing man
1: way to put it so uh, but yeah guys that wraps it up so in case you haven't been paying attention this whole time you're listening to or watching jrp daily depending on what means you get this through and subscribe like comment all that good stuff and we'll see you see you around in the next next week i guess Hey guys, it's Justin here, and I just want to thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe both to the YouTube channel and whatever audio streaming platform you use. Subscribe to JRP Daily on both because I put content up on the audio that doesn't go in video and vice versa. So make sure you are subscribed to both of those things. Likewise, if you are on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button down below and leave a comment with your thoughts or your questions for us, and we will get on that. ASAP. And lastly, if you have any friends or anybody that you think could benefit from seeing this, or even if you don't, share it with those friends or share it on your Facebook feed, on your Twitter feed, on your LinkedIn feed, whatever feed you have, wherever you could share it. You never know who might see it and who might benefit from it. And we're here to try to help as many people as possible and give entertainment and education to as many people as possible. So be sure to help us spread the word. We would super duper appreciate that. And that's it. Thanks again for watching, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.